Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Prediction Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And welcome to the September 2018 Nintendo Direct Reactions episode. There are many things to react to today. There are. <laughs> uh, this We're recording this uh, a good three, four hours after the Direct finished, mm-hmm. uh, so we're... We've got some fresh takes. Fresh ink. Yeah. In our <laughs> the, brains. Right? Splatter all over the place. Yes. Woomy. So, <laughs> great. Good. But before we get to that, uh, we have some laundry from the past to air. Yes. Uh, first... That's what we call it. <laughs> we don't call that corrections. <laughs> Not anymore. We've got... Here's our laundry. <laughs> Last episode... I was unsure whether PlayStation Plus was 60 bucks a year or 70 bucks a year. It is 60 bucks a year. It was 50 and then it raised to 60. We're just so rich that that that's that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of uh I'd say we're closer to the opposite. Situation. I was going to say I'm I'm comfortably lower middle class <laughs> at best. Yes. If you're a listener, you're the type of person that would Give us money on Patreon or something. Let us know. And yeah. We'll start a Patreon. I don't know what we'd put on there. I got some ideas. That's true, actually. Yeah. Fun smashing theory fact. Whenever we mess up, not whenever we mess up, <laughs> I save when we mess up a lot of the time. Uh, and it's just sitting in a file ready to be uploaded onto Patreon. Very <laughs> embarrassing. If you want us to be embarrassed, tell us to set up a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I was unsure about the Dark Souls remastered release date, or whether it had even been released or not. It will be released October 19th, 2018. That's a good date for it. It's spooky. Yeah. Hollow Souls. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And that's actually it for corrections. Kind of a light load for mm-hmm. once. Good, good for us. <laughs> we'll see how we do next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like... I'm sure there'll be a lot of adjustments to make next week because a lot of this news is going to get elaborated on, but we don't know that yet because it's less than six hours old. Yeah. But we've got some news to cover. First of all is our weekly Smash music segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually we have two because we're bi-weekly, but since you're getting this episode nice and early, hot yeah. off the presses, we've only gotten one piece of music. Because we're temporarily unweekly. That's the Pikmin main theme from Hideki Sakamoto. Yes. Uh, Hideki Sakamoto kind of just does a bunch of shit. He (laughs) was the head composer for Yakuza 2, but none of the other Yakuza games. Uh, He wrote the soundtrack for Castlevania Judgment, uh, the weird Castlevania fighting game for the Wii. Right. And he has contributed music to 428 Shibuya Scramble. A game yeah. I'm playing right now, and it's amazing. Yeah, I've been watching Daniel play this, and A, it's really cool. B, the music is perfect. It really fits with what's going on. Whatever tracks Hideki contributed to that, good job, Hideki. Yeah, 428 Should Be a Scramble is this just this really wacky visual novel. If you've played games like Zero Escape or Rampa, and you went... You know, I this is great, but I wish it was live action and <laughs> and stupider. Right. It's like if Ed Boon circa 1994 got <laughs> warped into 2018 and then made Danganronpa. 
<laughs> That's what this game is. Oh man, the best description <laughs> I've ever heard. But the Pikmin main theme uh, sounds nice. You know, yeah, it's catchy. Yeah, it's 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 one of the more mellow tunes again, which. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, aren't necessarily the tracks that we get really pumped about, yeah. but I think it's very well composed, and I, I like it. It's it's chill. It's it's neat. No, it's nice. It'd be good for like studying or something like that. Yeah. Uh, has it dethroned Gear Up Four? No. Organ <laughs> and definitely not Gangplank Galleon. Definitely not. Yeah, uh, but it's it's fine. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. Good job, Hideki. Yes. Other news, kind of an interesting tidbit, actually. David Hayter was at like a convention recently and he did a panel and someone at the panel asked him uh, if he'd recorded any new codec conversations for Smash Bros. Ultimate yet. And he said, no, he is. He did not record any codec conversations for Ultimate. So really less an interesting tidbit and more sad tidbit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a bummer. Yeah. Because uh, that implies that Snake is not going to have any any of those conversations in ultimate and if he does it's going to be kind of weird because he'll only have them for characters that were in brawl or earlier right. which is a sizable portion of the cast uh but not all of it yeah <laughs> actually it's roughly half of the cast at this point that's sizable yeah if that... i took you know if uh if i took a sizable bite out of your body because i was a shark and you said well it's roughly half of my body you'd be dead <laughs> actually you wouldn't be able to say that <laughs> <laughs> well if it was the bottom half maybe i'd be able to get that out before i died that's true that's true yeah contrary into the very end it's <laughs> <laughs> only about half oh, <laughs> um but yeah but yeah you know it I, would I, be weird if the codec thing yeah, came back and i was, it was just i was mostly yeah. just realizing that the brawl cast is now only a little more than <laughs> half of the total Smash Bros. cast. Because of this big-ass cast. Yeah, that's impressive. You yeah. Know? That's that's really crazy. I'm hoping that this just means that there will be a new mechanic like this. Yes. Uh, you know, that, that isn't uh, Snake, that isn't Kid Icarus. It'll be like some kind of new thing. Yeah, I've seen some people online actually suggest what could take the Kodak Conversations place. Uh And my favorite suggestion I've seen online, I think I saw it on Reddit, the Squid Sisters (laughs) uh, talking about characters on the Splatoon stage. A, that's genius. It's just a great idea. B, it's great because they wouldn't even have to record voice acting. Exactly. Yeah, right? Exactly. Just put whatever text they want. Yeah, that like DLC proofs it, you know? Like that's perfect. The problem with the Kid Icarus stage was that they didn't record any new dialogue for the DLC characters. So when fucking Corin shows up on the Kid Icarus stage, Piddle just go, Who's this? And Palatina's like, I don't know, he must be from a different universe. It's like, Well, let's smash. It's you know, uh this uh, it sucked. Yeah. It, It was, you know, it was discouraging. So yeah, they could just have the voice synthesizer running while they mm-hmm. plug in new dialogue. It's perfect. Yeah, that'd be really great. I'd be okay with that. Also, it'd be especially nice if they also had Pearl and Marina like chip in. You that know? would be that would be nice too. And have their own dialogue for stuff. Yeah. 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 But that out of the way, we've got a fucking direct to talk about. Let's get directly to it. Oh. Ah. So, uh, last episode was our September 2018 Nintendo Direct predictions episode. Kind of an accidental episode. Yeah, it wasn't 
initially scheduled that way, but it happened, and I'm glad it did. Me too. We made a bunch of predictions for what we might see or what we might not see at uh, at the Direct, and I think what we're going to do is we'll go through those predictions we made in order and how it went, and then we'll talk about all the stuff that we didn't predict at all in the order that it happened at the Direct. It's really cute that you act like you didn't plan that. Like, I think maybe we'll just talk, you know, I, I didn't write an outline for this. We'll just talk about what we did, and then we'll have... Yeah, you know, <laughs> that sounds like a good idea, right? Just came up with it just now. Daniel is the most organized son of a bitch on planet Earth for this podcast. <laughs> Everything is planned. Uh, Actually, except for when I was making all those weird noises last episode. That was all me. Yeah, no, if, if, if Sean's contributing, it's because he just thought it up. Yeah, off the rails. That's that's why they call me the conductor. <laughs> anyway, what's what's uh, first? What's first, Daniel? <laughs> so, uh, first thing we talked about last episode was additional support for existing games. Right. The first thing I suggested is that they would probably talk Mario Tennis Aces DLC. They'd probably announce some new characters and maybe even a new mode or something. Mm-hmm. And we were on the money there. Yeah. Uh, they announced four new characters. It'll be released as free dlc that you can get by playing online birdo who is an all-around character shy guy who's a technical character Mm -hmm. koopa paratroopa who's a technical character and pd piranha who's a power character pd piranha in particular does not have a tennis racket and just hits the ball by smacking it with his (laughs) leaves which is a really interesting like i i wonder how mechanically that will affect the game if at all you know right because like breaking rackets is an important part of the game do you just not have rackets to break do you Uh, break his leaves i i bet you just tear his leaves yeah poor pd yeah it's painful he's he's taken some beatings over the course of his that's well that's true video game appearances usually he just takes three hits and he's done yeah he'll he'll be okay he'll be fine is there a particular uh, Mario Tennis Aces new character that excites you? Probably Petey, actually. Okay. Like, yeah, like, I think it's always cool to see Petey playable in things, True. because usually he's he's weird somehow, you know? <laughs> usually he kind of has to break the rules because he's so big and slow and weird. That is true. Uh, and I always in- appreciate that. Okay. They also did announce a new mode, which was Co-op Challenge. They're online challenges that are available for a limited time, and... If you play them with friends, then you will unlock, like, special outfits and color palettes for various characters in the game. That's cool. Yeah. Probably the the most interesting thing that was mentioned, RE, Mario Tennis Aces DLC, in the Direct, is that Mario Tennis Aces is planned to continue to get DLC stuff until next June. Okay. That's more than a half year more of new Mario Tennis Aces content. I'm okay with that. You yeah. know... I, f- I feel as though, and I could be wrong, Nintendo is the only company that, like, advertises how long their game is going to continue to get online support. Yeah. Like, for instance, I'm a big NetherRealm fan, as we all know, mm-hmm. and there's always this kind of will they or won't they about, like, is there going to be a combat pack three, you know? Like, yeah. Are they going to put more? Uh, with Nintendo, it's like, okay, this game is getting supported until June. Yes. And that's that's kind of nice. That is really nice. I, I appreciate that heads up. There's, man, there's just a lot of, a lot of games and companies that don't do that, like uh, like Epic Games had that MOBA called Paragon, and right. and like earlier this year, they're like, "Hey, uh, we're shutting down service in a month," you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're also really cool about it because they refunded anyone that had spent money on the game, which is 
That's really nice. Yeah, which is more than you would expect for that kind of discontinuation. Sure. We also talked about Xenoblade 2. We predicted that alongside, you know, talking about Torna, the Golden Country, mm-hmm. the new story DLC that's coming out, that they would also like be like, and to cap off the end of the year, here's some cool new right. whatever. Uh, I think an example I gave was like characters from Xenogears becoming Rare Blades or something. Yeah, yeah. They did talk about Torna, but they did not give any new reveals beyond that. Right. They did mention that that people that bought the expansion pass for Xenoblade 2 will be able to play it a week early, September 14th. Um, That's cool. Yeah. But if you don't have it, you can get it as a standalone game for 40 bucks on September 21st. I was saying to Daniel, because we were sort of live chatting as this direct was going on, mm-hmm. that... Uh, I'm almost more excited for Torna the Golden Country than I am to actually play Xenoblade 2 because I haven't yet. Yeah. Um, I, I like that it's going to be kind of a probably more streamlined experience. Yeah. Uh, also, I just, I don't know. I like the aesthetic of it. I think a lot of the video that I've seen of it looks really nice. Yeah. Like it, it kind of has sort of this, compared to Xenoblade 2 in general, it has kind of like this, this more fantasy look mm-hmm. to it. You know, it, it looks more old timey and and archaic almost but in a cool way yeah i'm i'm down for that and i can totally see why people will be more interested in it because as a smaller like prologue <laughs> story it's much less of a commitment than xenoblade 2 yeah which i've put i put about 90 hours into before i stopped playing for a good long while mm-hmm. and uh that was like the halfway point of the game i mean, uh, I mean I'm, I... <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm the kind of person that plays every side quest yes in games like that but yeah, that's a long ass game. I conversely am the person who skips side quests to do the main story and then pays for it later. <laughs> that happened to me in Xenoblade One, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I was so content to just skip those stupid side quests, and then Daniel was like, "Hey, I was doing some side quests, and I unlocked new specs for my characters, and then I stopped playing <laughs> because I did not have the patience to go do that and get them, even though I wanted them." Right. That was my Xenoblade One experience. Yeah, it was um, a good experience. Meanwhile, I. I beat that game. I beat Xenoblade 1. Got kind of close 100%ing it, actually. And that was like 130 hours. Wow. But I loved all 130 of them. Well, <laughs> I loved a good chunk of those hours. I'm sure there were hours where I, was, where I was frustrated. Right. But Xenoblade is like one of my favorite games of all time. Probably my top 20. No, it's unquestionably an excellent and well-made game. I just had some trouble with it. Which is fair. That's all the additional support for existing GameStock we had. Although... I did forget to mention the possibility of Kirby Star Allies getting more DLC characters, mm, right. but that didn't happen. <laughs> like, after we finished recording the episode, I'm like, oh, dang it, that's definitely going to happen. I should have mentioned that, and then didn't. So, uh, you heard it here first. We did not predict new DLC characters for Kirby Star <laughs> Allies, and it didn't happen, so we're geniuses. We did get some other Kirby news, but we'll talk about that later. Ooh. So then we talked about games that are confirmed to come out in 2018 and we did that in roughly chronological order first we talked about yokai watch blasters right i said they would probably just be like hey the game's coming out tomorrow or <laughs> it's come you know the game's out please mm-hmm. buy it um and they essentially did that but they did talk about a moon rabbit crew update which adds some features and when you have the moon rabbit crew update you can sort of transfer your data to the other version of the game or something right or like have connectivity between the other version of the game yeah um yeah and anyway that game looks cute yeah you know if if that's something you care about it's good news yeah 
Like, I, it, the battle system for it does look a bit more engaging than the battle system for Yokai Watch 1, at least. That's so, a good thing. Yeah. And then we talked about Nintendo Online. Right. We figured that it'd be a big chunk of the directs. So we had a pretty long conversation about it. It was a pretty big chunk of the direct. Mm-hmm. My first guess is that since they said it would come out in the second half of September, it'd be like right at the end, like September 28th. Right. It is actually coming just barely in the second half of September. The release date for it is September 18th. Cool. We mentioned that we wished that they would make it so the phone app isn't mandatory, but they probably would keep the stupid phone app mandatory for voice chat. Boy, were we right about that. Yep, it's still stupid. It's still the only way to voice chat, although it does have connectivity with certain online-enabled games like Splatoon. Right. So, like, it gives you, you like, Splatoon 2 stats and stuff that you can uh, look up and personalize and whatever, which is neat. Yeah, that's cool. That makes me wish that they would just have that in the app and then take the voice chat from the app and put it into the Nintendo Switch. Or even, like, you know, like, make the voice chat an option if you want, but also let you do it natively on the Switch. Yes. Like, there, I'm pretty sure Fortnite allows you to do voice chat natively on the Switch. Right. So why... They must be running their own voice chat servers or something instead of relying on the Switch's architecture. Maybe. I don't... Yeah, I'm pretty sure Fortnite also is something you'll be able to keep playing for free even after the online service Uh, launches. So yeah, it's kind of like they're doing their own thing there. Well, they do seem to like doing that. They do. And uh, one of the major things we talked about, because it was one of the one of the parts of the service I'm the most interested in, mm-hmm. was the NES Classic service. Yes. So we mentioned what the ten launch games were uh, that they had already announced, and there were going to be ten more launch games that we didn't know about. So my prediction on that front was the ten remaining first party games that were available on the NES Classic last right. year or two years ago. Those games being. Excite Bike, Metroid, Kirby's Adventure, Super Mario Bros. 2, Zelda 2, Kid Icarus, Punch Out, Donkey Kong Jr., Star Tropics, and NES Open Tournament Golf. Out of those 10 games, the only game that is on the service at launch is Excite Bike. Woo! That's exciting. <laughs> However, we did then talk about uh, the fact that some third party games were on the NES Classic. Possibilities from those games that they could put on the launch service if they if they talked to some third parties and and uh and got them involved in the Nintendo online service. And clearly they did. Yes. So the games we mentioned as possibilities are Final Fantasy, Castlevania, Pac-Man, Ghosts and Goblins, Galaga, Gradius, Mega Man, Contra, Ninja Gaiden, Double Dragon, and Tecmo Bowl. We actually did get some launch games out of that. Ghosts and Goblins, Gradius, Double Dragon, and Tecmo Bowl are all part of the NES Classic service at launch. If you had asked me when we were recording the last episode, do you think there will be more first-party or third-party titles out of the <laughs> predictions we've made, I would not have guessed this reality. <laughs> I would have been wrong. So I guess I just was wrong because those were the predictions we made. But... uh but yeah, that's that's cool. You know, I'm 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 glad that we're getting third party representation out the gate. Oh yeah, me too, definitely. Um, so if you guys are counting, uh, that's five out of the ten additional launch games. So there were five titles that we did not guess at all that will be on the service at launch on September 18th. Right. Uh, Yoshi, Ice Hockey, River City Ransom, Pro Wrestling, and Baseball. 
Yeah. Which that's that's actually kind of a cool list, you know? The fact mm-hmm. that they have River City Ransom on there, a game that a game that kind of has some RPG elements as early as the NES days. Yeah. Uh, they've really got a nice little diverse list of games here. Yeah, they really do. So I dig that. That list could be way worse. <laughs> that is certainly true. We also predicted that they would hopefully talk uh that they would talk about regular updates. I said it would be really nice if they confirmed that we get like a minimum of four or five games every month. Mm-hmm. But I was guessing something more like one or two <laughs> games every month. The sweet spot was right in between there. Yeah. They've confirmed three games a month for the rest of the year. And they've actually outlined what those games are. In October, we're getting Solomon's Key, this puzzle game from, I think, Namco. Okay. NES Open Tournament Golf. Cool. And Super Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is Super Dodgeball is great, by the way. <laughs> Wacky little. I was gonna say I like uh, I like the name already. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's basically like a dodgeball game, but made by the River City Ransom guys. Oh, that's great. Yeah, like like all the dodgeball players have super moves. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, love it. Cool. In November, we're getting Metroid, Mighty Bomb Jack, and Twinbee. Metroid is really essential to have on there, so I'm glad yeah. we're getting that before the year's out. Yes. And in December, we're getting Wario's Woods, Ninja Gaiden, and Adventures of Lolo. Some of these games were actually on the NES Classic in Japan, like River City Ransom. Right. And NES Open Tournament Golf. And I'm glad that some of our predictions, like NES Open Tournament Golf and Metroid and Ninja Gaiden are going to be on the service by the end of 2018, just to be wrong about it being at launch. Yes, that is nice. Yeah. Also, it's worth noting that the European version of the Nintendo Online website mentioned that throughout the year, they'll also be uploading special versions of games that are already on the service, like a special version of Super Mario Bros. and a special version of Metroid. Hmm. There's no details on what special version means, but uh, we might be getting those in the U.S. as well. Okay. Uh, the The U.S. version of the site just did not state that. Maybe there'll be more details like the day after we're done recording this. I guess we'll see. And the U.S. site says we will update with our 2019 games when they are selected. I don't know if that means that they haven't figured out what they're doing for 2019 <laughs> yet or... They're just not ready to tell us. Oh, shit, guys. We got to figure this out right now. What game <laughs> are we putting on here? Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that during the direct. Why did you say that? <laughs> now they're going to think we're a bunch of idiots. That's how it was going at Nintendo HQ. Clearly. Yes. Also, in our prediction episode, Sean and I talked the possibility of them talking about other systems coming later. Uh, like the Super Nintendo or the Game Boy Advance. Right. I guessed that it would happen, that they would add more systems eventually, but they'd probably just focus on the NES this year mm-hmm. and talk more about other systems next year. Now, the obviously, we can't say what the exact verdict is there yet, <laughs> but they definitely did not talk about any systems besides the NES. Right. So as long as they stay on that track, we are correct. <laughs> well, I mean, if they stay on the don't talk about anything besides NES games forever, then we'll eventually not be correct. Well, I mean, yes, but, you know, for the rest of the year, yeah, they stay on that track, we're correct. Right. To be clear, I'm not saying Nintendo should stay on that track. If <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk about that earlier, than then I don't mind being wrong because it means I get cool games. Yes. So, uh, yeah. by all means. Yeah, I really hope we get Super Nintendo games. 
in the near future. That'd be nice. Me too. Then I can own Earthbound on another console. <laughs> I'm glad we got a nice little bundle of NES games that are cool and don't suck. Yeah, um, me too. They've also mentioned, of course, that these games... One surprise, actually, is that every game has online functionality, whether it's multiplayer gameplay or as simple as screen sharing. Right, which is great. Yeah, and uh, and the ability to swap the... Con- uh, if it's a single-player game, you'll have the option to sort of uh, swap the controller between other people you're playing it online with. That's cool. You can finally settle the argument where your friend who's watching you is like, man, I could beat this boss in five seconds. You'd be like, well, here, bitch, yeah. take <laughs> this. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Fucking do it. Yeah. Also, we predicted that they would mention a special launch deal for early subscribers or something. The Nintendo Direct itself said there will be special deals, details coming soon, basically. Although, on their website, there are already some deals. (laughs) Uh, One of the deals being uh, you can buy NES controllers uh, that are compatible with your Switch. Right. Uh, You buy them and you get two NES controllers that you can click into the Switch and charge them that way. Right. And that is a $60 pack that is exclusive to Switch Online members. And you can buy one per membership. And as of this recording, it's not clear whether whether that includes family memberships. Like if you have a family membership, right. then uh, then only one member of that family can buy the NES Switch controllers. But anyway, uh, stuff like that is why, even though I have a girlfriend that I live with, with with whom I could save money on on this uh, service with. I'm probably just going to get my own Nintendo, membership. Right, yeah. right, yeah. I mean, when it's 20 bucks anyway, it's not like I'm saving that much money. That's true. Certainly the cheapest online service, I think we mentioned this in the last episode, it's certainly oh, yeah. the cheapest online service, you know, out of the consoles. Yes. Uh, also, apparently if you get a one-year membership, uh, you could get some in-game Splatoon gear, which is, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. fine. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically all the... Uh, all the Nintendo online stuff we we thought about and that they covered. Mm-hmm. Uh one the the presentation of the Nintendo online service was very cute. Yes. Uh it was an animation featuring, you know, a bunch of Mario characters using the service and playing Switch together. It's kinda like that presentation with Bowser and Bowser Jr., the parental controls one. Yes. You know, similar vibe. Yeah, exactly. It was almost like a sequel to that, but <laughs> now like the the rest of the Mario crew was there too. Yeah. There's like <laughs> I think my favorite was like this stupid animation involving cloud saves where like uh <laughs> Luigi's switch gets crushed by a thwomp. Right. And then it shows like Mario like remembering this tragedy that happened to his brother. <laughs> so then Alaki too like comes over to his switch and hooks a cloud save out of uh hooks the save data out of Mario's switch and puts it in his cloud. Because that's how cloud saves work. Yeah. Now we can just imagine that Alakitu is doing that for us whenever we save to the cloud. Yes. I wonder if there's gonna be a little Lakitu animation actually when it happens. That actually wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And like on the one hand it'll be really cute. On the other hand, you'll wish that you could cloud save as quickly as you can on other consoles and just <laughs> skip the stupid animation. <laughs> Classic Nintendo. Yeah. But anyway, then we talked about some other games. Super Mario Party coming out on October 5th. We figured that there would be some coverage of it and that maybe they'd announce a new mode or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been following Super Mario Party closely enough to know whether or not any of the stuff they talked about was brand new. Well, you know, this isn't 
a a party theory. <laughs> a, so a smashing party coming <laughs> soon to your podcast service. Can't really blame us for that. <laughs> um, I did recognize a lot of the features from previous coverage that I've seen. Things that I think might be new are their mention of the single player feature that sort of focuses on your character just doing mini games and kind of a gauntlet. Right. And the online Mario-thon mode where you do a gauntlet of mini games against friends <laughs> online. Yeah. Um, Those sound new to me, too. Yeah. Then uh, Luigi's Mansion, the 3DS version, coming out on October 13th. We right. talked about that. I mentioned that they would probably talk about the amiibo functionality, which they did. Yeah. Uh, there's four compatible amiibo, and they talked about three of them. Uh, the Boo Amiibo will help you find Boos. The Toad Amiibo heals you when you talk to a Toad. And the Luigi Amiibo lets you revive from a game over. I bet the last one is like a Mario Amiibo doing something. Yeah, that's that's a cool yeah, thought. Scan the Mario Amiibo and you beat the game instantly. <laughs> it's a game shark. <laughs> uh, we also talked about the possibility of like a new story mode. Mm -hmm. That did not happen. However... Uh, the game now has two-player co-op. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, if if a friend of yours has a copy of the game themselves, they can play through the entire game with you as a greener Luigi. Which is fine, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know why it couldn't be like Toad or EGAD or something. Well, right. I guess, you know, because then they'd have to make new animations and stuff. But yeah. Still. Yeah. Uh, people are actually upset that it's not Waluigi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that would... Wow. Yeah, like, I mean, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised that it's not Waluigi. No, me neither. N Nintendo seems to have an aversion to putting Waluigi in any mainline game. <laughs> Waluigi hasn't even like really shown up in a WarioWare game, you know, which is you think he'd be like relatively at home there. Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, indeed. But that's a cool mode still. Not for sure. Also, if you if your friend does not have a copy of the game, they can still fight bosses with you right kind of like a boss rush mode yeah which is cool yeah then we talked about pokemon let's go pikachu and let's go eevee we thought that this is where uh we'd potentially get the new pokemon reveal i did uh put a big fat maybe on that because <laughs> uh i thought there was an equal chance that they'd save that for a coro coro magazine update or something right uh because sometimes pokemon company likes to do their own thing sure and we did get some announcements that the, but they were but, you know, there were kind of, like, smaller announcements. Yeah. Well, one one kind of major announcement. The major announcement was the Pokemon Let's Go Switch hardware bundle. Yes. Which comes with, like, a special Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Let's Go Eevee design for the Switch and its dock. Yeah. It comes with the Pokemon Go Pokeball peripheral. Right. And it comes with a copy of the game preloaded onto the Switch. That's a cool little bundle if you don't already have a Switch. Yeah. Or if you're sickeningly wealthy, you just feel like picking up another Switch. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's a great Switch for anyone that doesn't have one yet. This would have probably been announced first in the Direct, but they announced it a week ago instead. Right. So it wasn't really like, it wasn't really like a new Direct announcement, but it would have been, so I'm mentioning it here. Okay. Other things they mentioned is... Secret Techniques, uh, something that sort of replaces HMs in the game. Uh, now, basically, when you talk to a relevant NPC, they teach you a secret technique, and then your Pikachu or your Eevee just can clear those obstacles for you now. Like Pokemon Red and Blue, when you'd have to cut a bush to get to a certain point in Vermilion City, and you need the HM cut for that, 
now the captain of the SSN will just cut a tree in front of you and be like, this is my secret technique. <laughs> and then uh, and then your Pikachu and your Eevee can do it. Uh, I'd say that on balance, I'd like this and I'd be okay with something similar happening in the mainline franchise. Yeah, I think HMs are a really outdated concept in Pokemon. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with them getting fully phased out as they kind of did with writable Pokemon, uh, with right. like writer Pokemon in Pokemon Sun and Moon. So really just do that forever. I'm fine with that. Yes. And the most important feature that they announced is that you can pet Pikachu or Eevee on the touchscreen. And if you pet them on the head for long enough, their hairstyle will change depending on the way that you pet them. That is a remarkable feature. (laughs) (laughs) That is for sure. But that's all the 2018 games besides Smash, which we will talk about at the end. Right. Uh, So then we made some predictions about games that we knew were coming out in 2019. Mm -hmm. The first being Bowser's Inside Story and Bowser Jr.'s Journey, uh, the Mario and Luigi remake for the 3DS. Right. It had a nebulous 2019 release date before this episode, and we predicted that A, they would probably detail the Bowser Jr. part of the game, which they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of similar to the Goomba mode that was in Superstar Saga remake. And Bowser Jr. like builds an army that he can sort of customize of various Mario enemies, right? And goes through like his own little story in the game. It looks cool. It looks really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of into it. Yeah, well, me too. We also guessed it would probably get a Q1 2019 release date. Nailed it. January 11th, 2019 is the release date for Bowser's Inside Story and Bowser Jr.'s Journey. Cool. We talked about Yoshi's Crafted World, Mm -hmm. whose title leaked on Nintendo's website by accident. Right. Uh, We thought that it would get a February slash March 2019 release date. It is a spring 2019 release date. Right. uh, Which I feel isn't too far off, so I feel pretty good about that. Okay. We also guessed that it would have pretty significant Labo support, uh, the sort of cardboard peripheral, since it's all about Yoshi navigating cardboard world they didn't talk shit about labo support well you know i guess in yoshi's woolly world you couldn't just like feed some wool into but nintendo (laughs) didn't have a wool peripheral and what are you talking about man you don't remember that and on top of that one of the things that they announced alongside yoshi's woolly world were yoshi amiibo that were literally made out of yarn i can't believe that you forgot about the nintendo wool master peripheral (laughs) You're such a huge Nintendo fan. <laughs> you're you're glazing over the fact that you said that as a joke, and they did something similar. <laughs> they made yarn peripherals for Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, I know. They had functionality with the Wool Master. You <laughs> but yeah, that is a shame. Yeah, I actually don't think that this necessarily means that there isn't Labo support they might announce it closer to the game's release. Sure. Like in 2019. Actually, I still feel kind of confident about that. Okay. But obviously I now think that it'll be more of a bonus feature instead of a focus of the game. Right. Yoshi's Crafted World looks cute, though. Yeah, it looks fine. Yeah, like, I, it's yet another Yoshi game that I'm not, like, crazy about mm-hmm. picking up and playing, but it looks great for the demographic that it's meant for. Agreed. I also really like... At one point, they're just like, the host is just like, 
wait a minute, you can play the levels backwards. <laughs> and then it shows, like, the camera swings around and you're going through the level, but you can see, like, the tape holding all the crafts together. Yeah. That, that's a fun uh, way to do reversible levels in a way that isn't just reversing the levels. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Game looks cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we talked Damon X Machina mm-hmm. last week. I thought that it would have a February or March 2019 release date. They're still just calling it a 2019 release. Yeah. Actually, like, at Gamescom, mm-hmm. they showed off the game and various features that it had. Sure. Like, the ability to sort of customize your player character's gear and right. also customize the gear of his giant robot by defeating monsters and then, like, taking their gear, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And really, they just sort of retread all the all the info that they shared at Gamescom, right? Uh, but they presented it in a really nice, cohesive way. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure if they ever mentioned that the game would have four player co op online, now, but now we know that it do. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah, that game looks real good, and yeah. I'm still I'm still really excited about it. It looks so good. Yeah, it's Mecha Monster Hunter. I cannot <laughs> wait to play this game. Uh, of course, you can. Lastly, we talked about Fire Emblem Three Houses. And how that game would clearly have a more detailed overview, but probably still just say spring 2019 as its release date. Fire Emblem Three Houses did not show up at the Direct at all. So there's that. It's a shame for me. And for me. A Fire Emblem fan. I enjoy Fire Emblem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then we talked about stuff on the horizon with no confirmed release date. Uh, two big boys. Those big boys being Metroid Prime 4. I guess really that's a big girl. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. And Bayonetta 3. I guess actually they're uh, both yeah, big girls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a, a bigger girl, even. Well, not in terms of popularity or, or franchise relevance. Right. In, in terms of what, then, Daniel? So Metroid Prime 4. Who's inappropriate on the podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we predicted for both that they would not be present during this direct. Right. Uh, my prediction for Metroid Prime 4 was very specific, <laughs> that it would be a no-show here, but it would show up at the Game Awards at the end of this year with like a cinematic trailer, and then we'd get gameplay in a January direct, <laughs> and then we'd get some like some real details on it for <laughs> E3, where it gets announced for a like a holiday season 2019 release. Right. Um. I'm still sticking to all that, and Metroid Prime 4 did not show up at this, so I'm on the track. I'm on the right track to being correct on that. Okay. And, yeah, I just thought that Bayonetta 3 would not show up here at all, and it did not. I think, yeah, I do think that Metroid Prime 4 will be a fall 2019 release. I feel like Bayonetta 3 might slide into 2020. Okay. But it could also be a 2019 release. I'm just, I'm less sure about where that'll end up. And she does slide in the game, probably, right? Oh, yeah, she slides all over the place. Yeah. All sultry like. So. Because she's a big girl. <laughs> well, that's the worst thing I've said. Oh, so, so after that, we moved on to stuff that wasn't announced yet, but potentially could be announced. Right. First, we talked the possibility of Wii U ports, and we only talked about two potential ones. We'll talk about the second one first because we got that wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was a enhanced port of Wonderful 101 that would be announced for the first quarter of 2019, no mention of that at all. Not so wonderful. The second one we mentioned, or really the first one we mentioned, 
was a New Super Mario Bros. U compilation game that combined New Super Mario Bros. U and New Super Luigi U Mm -hmm. into one game. And New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe was announced. Not so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not an announcement that thrilled us, but something we thought would happen. I thought that it would be a perfect game to slot into the November 2018 nugget. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> slot. There we go. Okay. Time did, slot, area, yeah. date, whatever. Yeah. Slot that into the calendar. But... Instead, it got announced for January 11th, 2019. Um, Which is really wild to me because, like, Christmas is over at that point. Yeah. I feel like they're missing out on a potential revenue stream. Revenue? Mm-hmm. I feel as though they're missing out on a potential <laughs> revenue stream there, partner. Well, golly. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. So... <laughs> Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that basically all, all the features and levels from both are kind of packed in there. Yeah. Nab, Nabbit's back. One of the colored toads has been replaced with Toadette. Which is a good move, I think. And there's a new feature for Toadette where if she collects a royal mushroom, she transforms into Peachette. Less of a good feature. Uh, where she looks like Peach, but she's got, like, long pigtails like Toadette does, and she has a double jump. Boy, that's that's a character choice they've made. That's, like, <laughs> that's like just in the Mario canon now that if she eats the mushroom, she, she turns into a Peach person. This is like the Mushroom Kingdom version of Werewolves. <laughs> oh, no! I'm changing! Toad, get away! Oh, I'm Mario. <laughs> do you do you think actually that all toads have the ability to turn into humanoid forms, and that was Peach's original form? That's so fucked up. <laughs> You're messing with my entire reality right now, and I don't know how to comprehend what's just happened. <laughs> For this Peach, just <laughs> like. Every night at 11 o'clock, she's like, Mario, I have to go. I'll be right back. And she, like, sneaks away and eats a mushroom to sustain her transformation. It's like reverse Shrek. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like reverse Shrek. <laughs> it's like Shrek, but they're never honest with each other. <laughs> So worse. Yeah, worse. <laughs> worse than Shrek. Com- a healthy relationship includes communication, Peach. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, other pre- <laughs> other predictions we made for potential brand new first party announcements. We talked about the potential of a Retro Studios new game being announced. We predicted that that game would not show up. We were correct. (laughs) Really, we talked about the lack of potential for a Retro Studios game to show up, and yeah, we were were on the mark. Yes. I optimistically mentioned that maybe this was the direct where we would see some weird small games from Skip Limited, the creators of Chibi Robo. Mm -hmm. We didn't see any of those. And then I also said that maybe we would still see like a brand new first-party eShop-exclusive IP uh, and that that would potentially get shadow dropped mm-hmm. at the event. There were no shadow drops, but I was right about those other qualifications. Game Freak announced a new turn-based RPG in a fantasy setting called Town, yeah, which is a working title. But basically, yes, yeah, this RPG where you're 
where you're like fighting dragons and monsters and stuff and you can like recruit other people in the town to like assist you in some way mm-hmm. it looks like kind of a small scale rpg but i love game freak small scale non-pokemon <laughs> games right right no this game looks great yeah um i'm particularly intrigued by the notion that you know it does all take place within this town yes like it isn't some grand adventure where you have a world map and you're going around you're just like in town yeah, uh, I really want to see what they do with that. Yeah, I agree. Because man, I I must reiterate, I love Game Freaks, <laughs> like smaller games. Mm-hmm. They because they've done so much more than just Pokemon lately. You know, sure. they made they made Harmonite, mm-hmm. uh, the sort of rhythm based platformer for the 3DS, which was really cute and fun. They made Pocket Card Jockey, which I dumped so many hours into. <laughs> it's like a combination of horse racing and solitaire that's actually incredibly satisfying yeah he was really into that for a while yeah and yeah i love game freak smaller experimental titles town looks like one of those and i'm absolutely picking it up day one cool finally in terms of potential first party announcements we predicted a new animal crossing game would get announced and that maybe it would be a spring 2019 release uh just 2019 but we fucking nailed it. More on that later. Yes. So from there, we moved on to third-party predictions, uh, possible third-party announcements. We talked about maybe there would be some discussion of Monster Hunter Generations DLC. Did, did not show up at all. Boop. Uh, we talked about a rumor that Peppy would be announced as a playable character in Starlink. Mm-hmm. They actually showed the whole Star Fox team in Starlink, yeah. although it wasn't clear about whether or not anyone besides Fox himself was playable. Right. However, it did show that uh, that Wolf O'Donnell or McDonnell? O'Donnell, I think. Uh, it did show that Wolf O'Donnell is involved in the story somehow. And he eats a weird space fish and he hates it. Yeah, he was chewing on some bad meat. Bad meat McDonald. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) That's also just our review of McDonald's restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) So then we talked about Ace Attorney because the day the Direct was supposed to air last week. Capcom announced an Ace Attorney panel at Tokyo Game Show. Right. I said, oh, there are absolutely 100% Ace Attorney announcements in the (laughs) next Nintendo Direct. And they announced the panel because they were going to announce the games today. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Objection. Oh, boy. So I said that there would be lazy ports of Ace Attorney 1 through 3 and Ace Attorney 4 through 6, right. along with a logo trailer for Ace Attorney 7. Uh, none of these things were even mentioned at all. I do think that they'll be announced at TGS. Yeah. For now, I guess you could say the evidence just wasn't there. <laughs> but then we talked about Square Enix and their potential presence at the Nintendo Direct. Uh, and boy, they were extremely present. They were so present. <laughs> Much more than I thought they would be. Yeah, so one of the predictions I made was that Dragon Quest Builders 2 would get talked during the Direct. It was not. However, then I said that there would be... That they would probably talk some ports for Final Fantasy games right. and Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger did not show up. But boy, I was more right than I ever could have imagined... <laughs> On the topic of Final Fantasy ports. Yeah, for sure. So first are some... uh, The first couple things were already announced after the Direct was supposed to air. Mm -hmm. They got announced a little early. 
Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered coming out in 2019. Yeah. Uh, that ended up being announced in a Sony thing, like a pre-TGS Sony thing. Uh, but it was shown off here, too. Uh, it got some more detail. There's going to be online multiplayer, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, really cool that that, that weird-ass game is getting getting a port. I even, agree. Even if it's not the... Uh, even if it kind of loses the Game Boy functionality, which felt like kind of the point at the time. But <laughs> maybe being able to control those with Joy-Cons will just feel nicer. Yeah, I feel like they'll figure some stuff out. Yeah. Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition HD uh, came out today, the day we're recording this. Yeah. September 13th, 2018. And... Hey, you want to play Final Fantasy XV, but it's uglier? (laughs) Boy, have I got a deal for you. Uh, Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition. It's uglier. (laughs) Buy it. That's pretty much what that was. Anyway, I guess if you only have a Switch, but you want to experience Final Fantasy XV story, you have an option now. Yeah, you can technically do that now. Congratulations. (laughs) And I'm sorry. (laughs) So, after that, though, we got some cool stuff. Yeah. So, first they announced World of Final Fantasy Maxima, which appears to be like an updated port of World of Final Fantasy, a game that came out for PS4. And Xbox One a little while back, right. maybe just PS4 actually. This game where you're uh, you're sort of collecting a bunch of chibi Final Fantasy characters like their Pokemon and using right. them in turn-based battles. Uh, really cute game that I missed because a lot of really good games were coming out all around the same time, so I skipped World of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, so now there's another chance to get it, November sixth this year. Cool. Then one that I'm actually kind of shocked by, but. Kind of pumped for also. Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, everybody! <laughs> B-U-D-D-Y. Which is exactly what Daniel would name this game, given the chance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Without hesitation. This is an upgraded port of Chocobo Tales Mystery Dungeon for the Wii, I think. Mm-hmm. What a what a weird pick. What a weird game to go back and remaster. Yeah. But it's here, and it's coming out winter 2018. Cool. They... The direct sort of indicated that they haven't even localized the game yet. All the footage was in Japanese, <laughs> but I guess we'll get it by the end of the year somehow. They're just frantically tapping away at a keyboard. Yeah. Although they did say this winter, so maybe it'll come out January, right. February 2019. They announced that Final Fantasy XII's The Zodiac Age is coming to the Switch. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> yeah. Then they announced that Final Fantasy VII is getting re-released for the Switch. Final Fantasy IX is getting re-released for the Switch. And Final Fantasy X, X2 Remaster is getting re-released for the Switch. All of those games coming out in 2019. So I guess Squall has a reason to be sulky now. No <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII is not there. <laughs> skipped right over that. But man, uh, this is still like kind of cool. Like All these games that are mentioned have never been on a Nintendo platform before. Yeah, I and absolutely the, was not expecting this. Yeah, and now they are for the first time. It's so weird that they're skipping Final Fantasy VIII. I don't know why. It's not like they don't have, like, a PS4 or PS3 version that they could put on the Switch. Right. Maybe, actually, you know, I don't know whether or not Final Fantasy VIII is on the PS4. Hmm. And maybe that's why. Maybe they don't have, like, an HD, you know, like an up-res right. uh, release of it. So they're waiting. I feel like, I don't know, maybe Final Fantasy VIII will come eventually. Poor Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, th- this is just something that 
Nintendo fans can get really pumped about, I think. Uh, like, my girlfriend Amy Lee, she never beat Final Fantasy X, and now th- she has the opportunity to on her Switch. Uh, she and I started to play through Final Fantasy IX when it re-released on Steam, but we got to the Haunted Forest and stopped, <laughs> and then waited so long to start it back up that we forgot what happened in the Haunted Forest. <laughs> so this is a new opportunity for me to play through the game with her on our TV, right. which is we're much more motivated to play through games when we can play it on our entertainment center yeah, and not have to huddle around my computer to play it. That makes sense. And it's been so long since I've visited Final Fantasy VII that that's worth a shot again. Yeah. Really, I, I could see myself buying almost all of the Square Enix announcements tonight uh, besides Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition. <laughs> that is probably not going to be my... My ideal experience with yeah, that game. No. I mean, you've already got it on the PS4. Yeah, exactly. Just play the better version of the game. Yeah, exactly. Great haul otherwise, though. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Uh, then I kind of prayed to the heavens that Work Work would get a localization announcement. It did not. Yeah. I thought that it was very likely that Sega Ages would get talked about during the Direct. These really cool re-releases of older Sega games with quality of life enhancements by M2, one of the best emulation companies out there. Right. Uh didn't get mentioned at all. Like I thought that I thought that like Sonic and Thunder Force 4 would get shadow dropped during this event, but did not happen. Wasn't even talked about. But last thing, we can we can end this whole prediction train with something that we got right. <laughs> Sean and I agreed that it was too soon to talk about a new Castlevania game. And whether or not that's true, a Castlevania game was not discussed. Yeah. So, looks like we were right. Looks like we were. (laughs) And that is the entire gauntlet of stuff we predicted for the Nintendo Direct. Now, you'll notice that stuff got mentioned during the Direct that we did not predict at all. A rather substantial amount of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say so. So let's talk about those things. Let's do. Uh, in the order that they were announced. Okay. And we're starting with a pretty big announcement. Yes. Luigi's Mansion 3. Yes. For the Switch. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm such a big Luigi's Mansion fan. You are. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this at all. No, me neither. We don't know who's making Luigi's Mansion 3 yet as of this recording. My guess is probably Next Level Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, since they were the ones entrusted with Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Also, it's very funny that it's called Luigi's Mansion 3 when they sort of chickened out of calling Dark Moon Luigi's Mansion 2. Right. So now it's Luigi's Mansion, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, Luigi's Mansion 3. They well, should have just called it Luigi's Mansion 2. It does say tentative title under the game's name. Oh, it does. Yeah, okay. so it could be that that will change. Or okay. it also could not. Who knows? Luigi's Mansion... Flip the switch to the light version, please, because there's ghosts and I'm scared. <laughs> That's what it's going to be called. Starring Luigi. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, um, you know, it's funny. I, 
uh, was looking at some comment threads after this trailer got posted, and a lot of people were saying, like, oh, I, I hope it's more like Luigi's Mansion 1 than 2. Right. I really liked Luigi's Mansion 2. I you liked it a lot, that, yeah. actually. I think that it's one of the better, like, uh, kind of, it, uh, almost point-and-click puzzle games is what it feels like, you know, that's nice. been released in recent memory. So if it was like Luigi's Mansion 2, I'd be completely okay with that. Cool. Uh, one funny thing, actually, is when the Direct started, I was watching it on YouTube live streaming, mm -hmm. and the picture quality was so compressed and bad <laughs> that the Luigi's Mansion 3 footage started, and I thought that they were starting the Direct with Luigi's Mansion for the 3DS. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool, Luigi's Mansion 3DS stuff. Right. And then, like, the 3 logo came up, and I'm like, oh, I need to... I need to refresh this video. <laughs> <laughs> right. You just thought it was like the 240p screen of the 3DS blown yeah. up to the size of your TV. But in fact, it was your router. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the direct aired, I got to see that trailer in high fidelity. And Luigi looks fucking great. Yeah, he does. As usual. As he, What a dapper young <laughs> man he is. He's like 25, so. Mario. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a good way to start it. Mm -hmm. Then they were like, let's talk about 3DS games. And the 3DS games they talked about were mostly ones that we predicted would get discussed. Right. But they did announce one brand new one, and that's Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, <laughs> a enhanced port of Kirby's Epic Yarn for the Wii. Uh, this one's coming out for the 3DS. It's got all the stages from the Wii version. But new abilities are scattered throughout, like the ability to throw bigger yarn balls and the ability to do like a little spinny move that sucks in collectibles. Uh, a thing called devilish mode, where a devil chases you around the stage <laughs> and you have to outrun it. I guess it's a, hey, we know this is a Kirby game, but do you want it to be harder, I guess? <laughs> and new mini games featuring yarn versions of DDD and Meta Knight. Right. And maybe other characters as well, but they showed the DDD and Meta Knight ones. Now, if you recall, this game also had compatibility with the Wool Master. <laughs> it remains to be seen if that will continue, uh, you know, for Kirby's extra epic yarn. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, th I think this is a fine 3DS release. Yeah, good yeah. choice, guys. Yeah, Kirby's Epic Yarn was a cute game. If more people play it now, that's great. Then they showed a Splatoon, uh, Splatoon 2 video that shows various features that are going to be in the 4.0 update and they did it in a way that it looks like a like an anime opening <laughs> yeah that was really cool yeah i loved that actually that was really great and yeah it seems like there's going to be new costumes which are cool it seems mm -hmm. like there's going to be new weapons new powers new accessories so yeah cool cool update mm -hmm. for those those people that are still playing splatoon 2 including my girlfriend amy lee <laughs> so i'm happy for her and right. you guys yeah uh, Mega Man 11 got some talk. They mentioned that a demo is out now, but we knew that because the demo went up when the Direct was supposed <laughs> to happen last week. Right. But they also talked about some amiibo functionality. If you scan either Mega Man's Mega Man 11 amiibo or his Smash amiibo, uh, you will get stuff like E-Tanks, and you can scan it every day to to get stuff. Right. So that's fine. Yeah. And then, kind of a left-field announcement that I wasn't expecting. What I was expecting was Sega Ages stuff. I was expecting some old Sega games to show up at this conference, mm -hmm. at this Direct. But what we got instead were some old Capcom games. 
Capcom announced the Capcom Beat-Em-Up Bundle, a bundle of seven arcade beat-em-ups that they've made throughout the years, mostly like kind of their 90s output. Right. Uh, it included Final Fight, which is their one most notable name in this whole in this whole pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, King of Dragons, kind of this fantasy-oriented beat-em-up. Captain Commando. <laughs> uh, those of you that only recognize Captain Commando from Marvel vs. Capcom games, he actually had his own arcade game back in the day when Capcom thought he would be their mascot, <laughs> uh, and then he definitely wasn't. Uh, Get it? Captain Commando. Yeah. My favorite part about Captain Commando is that one of the playable characters is a baby in a robot suit, and now you can be that baby in a robot suit in this game. Uh, Knights... I'm, guess I'm playing Captain <clears throat> Commando now. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, Knights of the Round, which is another fantasy-oriented game that looks a bit less cool than King of Dragons, aesthetically. <laughs> uh, Warriors of Fate, and for the first time on consoles, this will be the first console port of Armored Warriors, uh, kind of a cool-looking mech beat-em-up, mm-hmm. and Battle Circuit, a beat-em-up that, as one of the playable characters, features... A pink ostrich with an eye patch being rowed by a little, like, eight-year-old girl uh, who will shoot enemies with a slingshot to help the ostrich. Are we sure that Rare didn't make this game? (laughs) (laughs) I believe the character is just called Pink Ostrich. Well. And and really, that makes Battle Circuit worth the price of admission. (laughs) And this whole pack, this whole collection worth the price of admission all on its own it will have local and online multiplayer and it comes out next week september 18th for 20 bucks that's a great price that's a great ass deal like they're trying to sell you four Mega Man games at a time (laughs) for 20 bucks and that's like maybe but this is like oh seven games some of which we haven't seen ports of ever right for twenty bucks, if if these are emulated well, this is a great deal. I'm really intrigued by this. Me too, Daniel. I hear something on the horizon. No. <laughs> oh, we're in the Katamari now. <laughs> Katamari Damacy Reroll is an HD remake of the first Katamari Damacy that is coming out for the Switch and I think other consoles as well. This version has gyro controls where you can sort of move the Joy-Cons around and push the ball that way. HD rumble, where you can sort of... It will rumble in different ways depending on what you roll into your Katamari. <laughs> uh, a multiplayer battle mode, which was in in uh, the original Katamari, like sequels, I think, but not right. in the first game. Yeah, and it just it looks all HD and stuff. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm excited about this. I loved the original Katamari Damacy. Yeah, man, I, I wonder if... I wonder how many of our how many people in our audience have played it because it's like kind of an old game these days, mm, you know, it kind of is. Yeah. But Katamari Damacy was great back in the day. Like you just, oh, yeah. you roll the ball around and you roll things on your ball. And the, the more you roll, the bigger it got, which let you roll more things into the ball. So you like start out rolling like ants onto it, but then you're rolling people onto it and then you're rolling houses onto it. And then you're rolling planets onto it. Right. What a great game. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and the action is broken up 
with these trippy cutscenes <laughs> where you are like the prince of the cosmos and you're fixing something that your dad, the king of all cosmos, has done. He's destroyed all the stars in the sky. The only thing I remember about the original game is just a cutscene where there's just like this girl floating in space and she goes, I feel it. Right. I, I can, can feel, feel the, the cosmos. cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> the whole game is like that and it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh comes out winter twenty eighteen. And if you've never experienced it before, I'd say it's worth it. Yeah, great Christmas gift. Uh, then they announced Diablo 3 Eternal Collection. Uh, just all that Diablo 3 content in one package. It comes with a... You can give your character a Ganondorf costume, and it has amiibo functionality. You can scan any amiibo into the game, and it summons powerful enemies for you to fight and get rewards from. I'm excited about this. I've been interested in Diablo 3 since it came out, but I've never oh, yeah? bitten the bullet. Oh, nice. Um, and so I think that having it in portable format, you know, might help me kind of make the jump. Okay, nice. Yeah. Up next, we got a Shadow Drop. Cities Skyline Switch Edition, kind of a SimCity-style game. Uh, just a version of the game that has all the DLC on it, and you can take it with you wherever you go, because it's on the Switch now. Just... It came out today. It came out the day we recorded this. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that I would want to play a Sim City style game with a controller, but you know, to each their own. Yeah, I like the fact that you can you can play a Sim City style game on the go. You can just mm, play it wherever true. you want. Uh, that is that's actually really neat to me. That is um, pretty cool. Actually, I guess I'll probably repeat that sentiment in in like two minutes. But first. Uh, one, one really cool announcement that caught me off guard is that Asmodee, a board game company, mm -hmm. is releasing several digital tabletop games on the Switch. Digital versions of Carcassonne, which is coming out December 2018, the Lord of the Rings Living Card Game. Which I didn't know existed, but I'm kind of interested in it now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is coming out April 2019. Uh, it looks like the graphical interface is kind of hearthstoney mm -hmm. um but that's fine and pandemic which is coming out march 2019 uh carcassonne and pandemic in particular will have certain very popular expansions for it right. as paid dlc and i'm wondering if that is going to include pandemic legacy ah. as dlc uh for, uh i guess if you're not really a board game guy and i'm just talking gibberish to you right now <laughs> um Carcassonne is kind of like a, a strategy game where you put tiles down and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Lord of the Rings Living Card Game is... Yeah, is, it's like a card battle it, game. Yeah, it's like a card battle game, but the term living card game means that you don't have to buy booster packs or anything. You have all the cards you need already, which is great. That's really cool. I love that format. Yeah. Um, and Pandemic is this really cool board game where a number of different viruses are spreading throughout the world, and you and your fellow players are sort of doing this co-op like together trying to uh, neutralize all the viruses and each player has a different class like one person's a dispatcher right. that's helping the other players get from place to place uh another person's like you know a paramedic or another person's like a surgeon or whatever i might be getting some of these classes wrong but the idea is that like everyone is able to tackle the viruses in a different way yeah which and, is really cool yeah it's a really cool game and a pandemic legacy was this expansion that was made for it that basically kind of turns it into, like, instead of playing through the virus spreading through the world in one sitting, you go through it as a campaign <laughs> where where every sitting 
you're tackling a single month of the virus spreading and trying to like trying to contain it over the course of like a year. That's really neat. So if they if they made Pandemic Legacy like into Pandemic DLC, oh, that's exciting. <laughs> uh they also mentioned that this is only the beginning for digital tabletop games thanks to Asmodee. Mm-hmm. And uh they announced that they're that a Catan game is coming to the Switch eventually and a dungeon crawling game based on the Munchkin uh card game franchise is coming to the Switch at some point. And John has gone quiet because he doesn't really like board games. Well, no, I was actually going to say that I am excited about this because the reasons that I'm not a board game fan are, A, I think that they take too long to set up and take down, generally. Right. And B, I always feel as though I'm lagging behind everyone else when I'm learning the rules. Like, I always feel as though people pick up on how to exploit the rules faster than me and have this edge. Okay. Um, If I'm playing it digitally, that doesn't matter, you know? Like, the game is handling a lot of the stuff that I would have trouble with, and there's no setup and no cleanup. Yeah. Um, so I feel as though this could be a cool way for me to experience board games that I otherwise wouldn't experience because of those hangups. Oh man, that makes me excited because <laughs> like I get to play some board games with you. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, um, that's really cool. And yeah, this is a really exciting prospect because I think I think tabletop games being turned into video games is something that should just like be happening more. You know? Yes. Uh, because video games is something I get to play far more often than I get to play board games. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, there's this board game series I really love called BattleCon, which sort of like takes the general feel of a fighting game and sort of translates it into this board slash card game. Right. And it just got it just got a Steam digital release uh, where they they translated that into a video game. Uh, so it's a it's it's a it's a video game of a board game that <laughs> takes cues from a video game but anyway i'm I'm really glad that it exists and i i want more things like it to exist so anyway i'm excited about the asmodee digital tabletop thing yeah should be fun yeah but anyway i guess that was more than two minutes but civilization 6 switch edition got formally announced yeah it did get accidentally leaked a little like about a week ago uh because it was supposed to be revealed a week (laughs) ago right but it got officially announced here it is Civilization VI, and it's for the Switch, and it has exclusive four-player multiplayer feature. Uh, it's coming out November 16th, and this seems like an amazing game to be able to take wherever you want with you. Yeah, for sure. Just yeah. one more turn, but it can affect your entire life. <laughs> it is a good thing my dad does not have a Switch. <laughs> well, that'd be a great Christmas present. <laughs> hey, Dad, here's a Switch and Civilization Six. Have fun never doing anything else for the rest of time. <laughs> I'm sorry when your live-in girlfriend dumps you because <laughs> you're playing Civilization Six in the bed now. <laughs> World Ends With You Final Remix got a new story segment called A New Day, All right. which, uh, which is sort of an epilogue to everything, and that seems neat. Nintendo showed a montage of games uh mostly it was just stuff we already know about like just dance 2019 coming october 23rd fifa 19 coming september 28th although they did mention a pre-purchase being available uh this friday for that okay team sonic racing coming this winter nba 2k19 available now nba 2k playgrounds 2 available this fall and lego dc supervillains uh coming out october 16th 
really all that stuff was stuff we already know, but they did mention within this montage that Warframe is coming to the Switch November 20th, and some people think that's a pretty big deal, so yeah. I guess that's worth mentioning. I tried Warframe when it very first came out, and it was a very new and janky experience. <laughs> um, I've heard that it's gotten quite good since then, but I've never gone back in. Oh. Uh, so, you know, hopefully... Uh, Maybe people who are trying it for the first time will really like it now that they've had the opportunity to really build on that game. Huh. Well, nice. I'm yeah. glad. I'm happy for those people. Uh, Amy, actually. Maybe I should have just brought her to the table. Yeah, and right had her at this talk. point. A Smashing yeah. Theory and my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, she's been talking about how interested she is in checking out Warframe because the community for it is so great and because it's evolved so much. Right. Um. So this is an opportunity for, I guess, both of us to check that out. Yeah. And that was all the non-Smash stuff that was at this Direct. <sighs> yeah, baby. Uh, so now now we get to talk about the Smash stuff. So first... Hey, hey, buckle up, fuckheads, because there was a lot. <laughs> that was like the entire Direct, man. I don't know how we're going to fit all of it in here. There's one announcement. <laughs> um, Which is... What Sean? So let's let's talk about our predictions first. Yeah. So first, I said that I saw two to three announcements being made: one at the beginning, one at the end, and maybe one in the middle. Uh, Sean said that there would be one trailer at the end, and that's it. Um, one of us was right, and the other wasn't. So yeah, <laughs> it was me, bitch. So we, we, I win a pie. You have to buy it for me from the supermarket, and then I'll eat the whole thing while I look at you. That's what's going to happen. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> uh, we made a short list of what characters out of the ones we predicted were the most likely to be announced. We both predicted that Isaac was probably one of the most likely characters to get announced in this direct <laughs> from Golden Sun. Yeah. Our optimism was very high there, obviously. And very misplaced. <laughs> uh, we also both agreed that Monster Hunter had a decent amount of likelihood. I thought particularly that Rex with Pyrrha and Mithra had a really good chance here because they'd obviously be talking about some uh, Xenoblade 2 stuff, some Torna, the Golden Country. Right. They did talk about that, but they did not talk about Rex. I still see his chances being decent to be in the game mm -hmm. as DLC, as DLC at the very least. Yeah. I thought that this could be where we'd hear about Rockruff or any Pokemon representative, really any Pokemon representative, uh, because even I know that Rockruff isn't that likely, <laughs> uh, but Duck Hunt Dog wasn't that likely either. I say that every episode. You do. Uh, and Sean... Uh, thought that maybe since, you know, we get, we tend to get Echo Fighter announcements a lot for Smash stuff, uh, this is where Shadow the Hedgehog would be revealed as an Echo Fighter. Uh, interesting side note to this, actually. Interesting side note, actually. Uh, this guy on Twitter named Virium, uh, made a bet on Twitter. <laughs> uh, he said, if Shadow isn't announced as playable in Smash at this direct, I'll donate one euro to Cancer Research for each like this gets within the next 24 hours. Oh no, how many did it get? It got about 25,000 likes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, like, once, like, once it, like, passed the thousand, and once, like, it started, like, or was it, once it looked like it was going to pass 10,000, uh, he was like, hey guys, 
would you be okay if I made ten thousand the cap and like I made <laughs> I made those donations like in waves? Right. Uh, like I swear my integrity that I want to do this. This just got way out of hand, and I didn't realize that it would get to this level. One cool thing he did before it got to that point, actually, like once it was starting to get to a thousand, he's like, as a show of my goodwill, I'm donating five hundred euros to cancer right now. Wow. And he did. Uh. So I don't know if if Virum ends up listening i just want to say make that cut off whatever you want that doesn't render you fucking broke right yeah like it's it's really it is beyond sweet of you to want to still honor it at this level Mm -hmm. um and i i think it's amazing that you even donated 500 that's a lot of money that's more than i've donated to cancer research yeah yeah, this this poor person. Like when it got to the point, like, oh man, I kind of hope Shadow gets announced at this point, right? Is this guy's gonna ruin his life? Unless he's just loaded. Uh, the fact that he was like, "Hey, what if I donate ten thousand in waves?" <laughs> makes it sound like he's not loaded. Well, right. But yeah. Um. Anyway, suffice it to say, Shadow the Hedgehog and all of the characters on our short list did not get announced as the single character for this direct i guess you could say that viren thought he had it under chaos control but at the end of the day he wasn't the ultimate life form (laughs) again super cool that viren did that in the first place and has the intent of even paying a fraction (laughs) of that even attempting to yeah Yeah, that's pretty good yeah that's that's awesome viren's pretty cool in my books i don't know anything else about viren but hopefully he's not like Donald Trump, like, wearing, like, like on his <laughs> smash alts, where he just talks about Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. If you're not Donald Trump, Vera, you're probably okay in my book. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll just talk about how the smash announcement played out. Uh, first of all, there was a non-character-related smash announcement, and that was a hardware bundle. That is a Nintendo Switch with a Smash-themed dock and Smash-themed Joy-Cons that is bundled with a download code for the game. Right. The hardware bundle comes out November 2nd. The game will not be downloadable until December 7th when it comes out. (laughs) Um, But in the meantime, you can Mac out with some cool hardware. (laughs) And at the very end of the Direct, the, the host... That's that's all we're showing for today, but please stay till the end for some announcements. <laughs> and it started with Isabel just chilling in her mayor's office, like, you know, sort of waiting for the mayor to show up and doing this Animal crossing dialogue. I do want to say that in this version of the trailer, it did not start with the Smash logo. Yeah, it did so, not. So, like, me and Amy are, like, watching this. And we both flip out, look, they're announcing a new Animal Crossing. They're announcing a new Animal Crossing. And like, and Isabel's like, oh, the, oh, the mayor is gone because they're busy with Smash. And, <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's a cute little nod. So, uh, so when is this, uh, so when are they going to talk about Animal Crossing coming out 2019? And then, uh, and then she gets a letter in the mail and she opens it, and then she just goes, I've been invited to Smash! <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it's like, Isabel turns over a new leaf! And, wow, I, I fucking fell for it, man. Yeah, yeah, hook, line, um, and sinker. Yeah. And then we got an Isabel Smash trailer, and she looks amazing. She does. So I've, I've, I've looked at this trailer several times now, 
and also the Isabel like mini trailer that went up on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how everyone gets sort of like a thirty second video, right? Uh, she got one as well, and it seems like uh, it seems like she's kind of a pseudo clone of Villager. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of things in common with the Villager, but she does a lot of them in different ways. I'd say she's basically like. If the villager is Fox, then she's Falco. Right. Uh, I'd say it's about that level. Like, you know, she has she has a balloons up B, but the physics of it are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like she, she also has a gyrate in her special, but she sets it as a trap that if someone walks over it, it rockets up. Which is really know? cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, she has, she has the ability to take, to grab special moves and items out of the air, just like villager does. <laughs> Um, yeah, she has a few things in common with Villager, but she's also different in enough ways that she feels like a distinct character. Yeah. Her fishing rod special where she can just like yank someone towards her is really cool. No, for sure. She's oh. great. I'm absolutely, I'm going to do everything in my power to main Isabel. That's like, awesome. I'm going to really work on it and maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't, but I'm definitely going to put the effort in because I love that she's being put into the game. So are you more driven to main her than you are to main King K. Rule? Um, quite possibly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. King K. Rule look, look. King K. Rule looks really cool as a. At... <clears throat> it's kind of a tongue twist. Podcast canceled. <laughs> um, King K. Rule looks really cool mechanically speaking. Yeah. However, um, I'm fonder of Isabel as a character. That's fair. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see her see how she plays. Yeah. Now she's. She is so adorable in this trailer too. All of her specials <laughs> yes. are great. All of her, her, her final smash. If you watch her little mini character reel on the mm-hmm. website, her final smash is the same as Villagers. Okay, uh, she does summon the house and Tom Nook, fucking bust that bitch up. Right, the bitch being the person she puts in the house and yeah. not, not Isabel herself. If they busted Isabel up, I need to have a talk with Tom Nook because <laughs> that ain't cool, Tom. Hey, you Buster. Stop building houses on my assistant mayor. <laughs> Get out of here. Build me a house, but not on her. Uh, this also somewhere else. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No. Uh, this also does legitimize the uh, Das Verjabin rumor a bit. The one, the things that Das Verjabin has been sticking to over the over the past few months is that Simon Belmont will be in the game and that Isabel would be in the game, and they're both in the game. Mm. So at some point, I guess we'll look back and see what else Virgin has been saying. But uh but yeah, uh suffice it to say, Sean and I did not predict Isabel. No. We we talked about Isabel when we did our rough housing episode <laughs> where we talked about Animal Crossing and Punch Out, and we mentioned that we didn't see any new Animal Crossing characters coming, but if there was one that was the most likely, it'd be Isabel. Uh, so there is a sense in which we were correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like is Isabel showed up. She's she's here. She was the most likely, but I don't think either of us saw any any chance, any legitimate chance of her showing up, especially before the concept of Echo Fighters was introduced. Yeah, I certainly um, did not. Yeah, but the fact that she's in and the fact that she's not an Echo Fighter is a surprise, but it's such a pleasant one. Me, yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Great. Uh, after that trailer, after that trailer ended, it just shows Tom Nook watching the trailer at his desk, <laughs> and and announcing how happy he is that Isabel got invited, and that he should get to work so that they 
have some place nice to live <laughs> after they get back, Isabel and the villager. Right. So then, then Animal Crossing 2019 shows up on the screen, and uh, yes, I'm so ready. I've been ready for the past year. Yeah, we get to have our cake and eat it too. Yes. Isabel is in Smash, and there's a new Animal Crossing. Yeah, it was it, it was a double fake out because when that <laughs> happened, when it showed Tom Nook like watching the Isabel right. trailer, I was like. Tom Nook going to be an Echo Fighter for Isabel? <laughs> That's the first thought that went through my head. But then he announced Animal Crossing 2019 after I'd already abandoned my hopes of that happening from the beginning of that stupid trailer that I love. <laughs> so, uh, before we revisit our track record for predictions, mm-hmm. let's open some listener mail. All right. First, we have a reaction to the direct. Okay. Um, it's from... Frequent contributor James M. Mm-hmm. James M. is feeling a little snarky today. Hmm. He says, How many people who are not going to buy Smash will buy it now due to the Isabel announcement? Three? Four? <laughs> James. Harsh. <laughs> Actually, I... <laughs> I should put a limit on how many times I can mention my girlfriend in one episode. This is getting out of this is getting out of hand. However, uh, Amy Lee won't be buying Ultimate because I'm buying Ultimate. Mm-hmm. But Isabel's announcement actually made her legitimately like more excited okay. for this game. And you know, I think uh, I think Isabel's a great announcement because there's so many people. There's so many people that love Animal Crossing. So many people that love Isabel specifically. Yeah. And I think sometimes people underestimate the power that a single character has to get people to spend $60 on something. No, that's fair. Uh, some people, like, there are some people that are so passionate about, like, a specific character. I remember Sean and I were at Wizard World Comic Con okay. in Chicago. And we were, uh, we were selling comic books. We were selling graphic novels uh, for a friend. And... This place was not really the demographic for what we were selling. Right. Uh, you know, we we're like a lot of a lot of anime nerds were there. I say it's largely anime nerds and people that are into like, you know, more like more fun, family friendly comic books. There were a lot of kids there for starters. Mm-hmm. And we were selling a very gritty sci fi. Yeah, right. Like uh, dark, gritty, hard sci fi. Yeah. Like uh, which it's a it's a cool franchise, but it's not what they wanted. Yeah, exactly. Like and there were a lot of times when kids would walk up and we'd be like, Hey, where's your mom? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> People die in this. Real bad. They die real bad. <laughs> but anyway, when when we were like we were showing uh, the thing to adults. Sometimes we would get a sale just by recognizing what character they were cosplaying. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, like uh, there was one girl that was Raven from Teen Titans. Like, oh, wow, I love your Raven cosplay. Like, it's really good. Do you want to check out this comic book I'm selling? <laughs> and clearly, like, she she wasn't really into what we were selling. But she was so glad that she got to talk about Teen Titans with us that she bought a book. Right. And the, uh, I, I wasn't just pulling her leg either. That was that was a dope Raven cosplay. There were a lot of really good cosplays. Yeah. But, like, I that sort of helped me realize that there's some people that, like, love certain franchises and certain characters so much mm-hmm. that they really will, uh, they, they will fork out money to even get to nerd out about that thing with other people. No, for sure. So, 
I know you're being a little cheeky, James, but I think the number will be higher than three or four. Uh, like three or four million. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe somewhere in between those two numbers. Yeah, okay. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> like right smack in the middle. Yeah, yeah. 300,000. <laughs> uh, Isabel, the face that launched a thousand ships. Like, I, I know you'd think that, like, obviously there's not a lot of overlap between people that love Animal Crossing, this very pacifistic, chill game, and Smash Bros, a fighting game, basically. Right. Uh, you'd think that Venn diagram wouldn't have a lot of crossover. But I can tell you that I am squarely in the middle of that Venn diagram. Yeah, I'm squarely in the middle of that Venn diagram, too, and I think there's people in the only likes Animal Crossing half of the diagram that love Animal Crossing so much that they will buy Ultimate just to see how well right. their favorite dog assistant <laughs> is implemented in Ultimate. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. But thank you, James. Uh, even if you're not in a good mood today. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm dumping on James today. Well, thank- I mean, look, you know, Pigma Dengar betrayed him. And now <laughs> he can't raise his son to be the hero that he needs him to be. For, of course James M. is upset. For those of you that are new to the <laughs> podcast, Sean makes a James McLeod joke every time James M. contributes. He deserves it for having a name like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> his real name! <laughs> Thanks, James. Yes, As thank always, you. like, legitimately thank you. No, for sure. Yeah. Tyran Batten on Twitter. Mm-hmm says, it was recently brought to my attention that the Black Knight is no longer featured in the Castle Siege stage in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. He was a Mii Fighter costume in the Wii U game. I thought you might want to see this. Would make a perfect echo for Ike. And uh, he he shows a comparison screen that shows that uh, Black Knight, who used to be in the background of of the Castle Siege Fire Emblem stage in Smash Bros. Ultimate, Mm -hmm. has now been replaced by like a generic knight sitting there. Okay. I wonder what that means. Yeah, uh, that is very interesting, and I agree that Black Knight would make a perfect echo for Ike, Mm -hmm. but I don't think we need more Fire Emblem echoes. Yeah, I wouldn't be thrilled with that inclusion. Or I guess if they were to add another Fire Emblem echo, I would want it to be a more interesting one than the Black Knight. Although the Black Knight does have a cool-ass design, actually. Yeah, and he has kind of a cool arc, too, as you get further into that game. Yeah. But uh, just just make Lin playable instead. <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah, I there's there's just a lot of Fire Emblem characters in this game, and I, I, I want at least one more brand new Fire Emblem character. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be great. But, like, the... The more echoes we get from Fire Emblem, <laughs> the more people are going to complain when we get that cool new one and not give them the time of the day. You know, that's true. Uh, which I guess is kind of a kind of a weird reason to brush against that. I guess, like you know, if if people are being negative about it, that's kind of their problem, right? Um, you know, people joke about this a lot, but I really wouldn't mind if at this point. Fire Emblem just got spun off into its own fighting game. <laughs> oh yeah, I would I would love that. Yeah. Although I would want it to be more of like a 2D oh, for sure. fighting game like, you know, like not a platformer but something like made by Arc System Works, you know. Yeah. Like sort of 2D Soul Calibur almost. Oh man. Yeah. yeah I'm all excited now. <laughs> I just sorry, have to deal with that for the rest of my life. <laughs> Well, just get through the rest of this episode, at the very least. My life! (laughs) (laughs) 
But thank you, Tyron. A great catch that I don't think we would have seen otherwise. So thank you. Yeah. Another tweet from JG Lumpy. <laughs> Which is a great name by itself, but also... Mm-hmm. If you didn't know what capital letters were, you might read it as Jiglumpy, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Jiglumpy says, no. JG Lumpy says, uh, he actually tweeted this back in like August, oh. and I didn't see it till now, and I thought it was great, so here it is a little late. Okay. JG Lumpy says, I know this is never going to happen, but I would have loved if the Elite Beat agents were in Smash Bros. They could use their syncopated dance moves. I love the idea of a character from a rhythm game being a fighter. I love that too. Yeah. That sounds great. I love Elite Beat Agents. I think it's a great franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm totally down for this idea to become a reality. Yeah, same. I man, I'm so into Elite Beat Agents and they really would have a really fun, really cool moveset. I kinda wish that like the rhythm like the the chorus kids concept that people keep talking about. <laughs> right. That was just the elite beat agents like working in tandem instead. Oh, that'd be really great. Uh, I'd probably be more excited about that. That said, obviously elite beat agents, although Reggie fils really tried to make that popular in 2008 <laughs> or whatever, it obviously didn't catch on. Yeah. So I, I think, I think really we've seen the last of the elite beat agents, but it'd be amazing. A, if they were playable and B, if you could swap into the uh, the agents from the Japanese release Owen Don, ah uh, yeah, that'd as be cool. uh, as an alternate costume, and like the default is Leaping Agents in the States, <laughs> uh, and it's uh-huh. the default is Owen Don in Japan, but they they have each other as alternate costumes. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I'd really love that because I I had. I got the first Owen Don like as an import mm-hmm. uh, before Elite Beat Agents even came over here. Yeah. So when when Elite Beat Agents got announced, I was super excited, and then a little less excited when I saw the soundtrack lineup. <laughs> and you know, uh, that game was still really great, though. Yeah. No. Like, at, like I was, I saw the soundtrack lineup, and I was disappointed. And then I played it. And I'm like, this actually works in a weird way, <laughs> and I'm into it. Yeah. I would love a sequel someday. Me too. And if they can't do the actual Elite Beat Agents, just make that car salesman ninja who dances to Jamirakai into a character. That's all that I want. What are you talking about? Um, the guy in Elite Beat Agents where you're helping him sneak in to get the rival plans and he's like a little pudgy ninja. Oh, he oh yeah. He dances heat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh, wow. I barely remembered that one. Well, fire up your brain. <laughs> because that was the best thing that happened in that game. I, I guess better him as a playable character than the, the sad girl whose dad died at Christmas. Yeah, that would not go well. <laughs> <laughs> you, Although, just, you just like mash down B and then she starts crying and the game ends. <laughs> but she wins though. Right. Really, that's her final smash. Yes, yes, exactly. She yeah, just wins. She yeah, she she just she just cries and then you you, you see the, the leaping agents like headquarters guy like just looking at it on a TV screen like really sadly. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. And then the game crashes. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, guess I won. Smoke just starts coming out of your smudge. <laughs> I was in the lead, right? <laughs> but thank you, uh, JG Lumpy, for writing in. Yes. Good suggestion. I love the Elite Beat Agents. Thank you. Yeah. See you next time, Jig Lumpy. <laughs> Finally, John G sends us an email. He says, hello, Danny and Shawnee. <laughs> I've actually been called Shawnee a weirdly frequent number of times in my life. Interesting. Yeah, now you know that about me. Huh. I was called Danny 
in my second grade class because there was already a Daniel. Ah, uh, that bastard. So I so I shut that down for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, like I'm I'm not mad when people call me Danny. Um, I prefer Daniel, but Danny's fine, John. Yeah, I'm not mad when people call me Shawnee. All right, Shawnee, this from now on. Okay. Until you die. Please don't. At, at your eulogy, I'll be like, Shawnee. Oh. <laughs> and then, like, the top of my, you know, tombstone will burst out. And I'll just climb out, even though I'm dead. And I'll walk up to you and I'll whisper into your ear, Sean. <laughs> and then I'll collapse into a pile of dust and bones. <laughs> So, uh, you know, don't don't make me do that. <laughs> and I'll be like, well, his corpse forgot to add the E at the end of his name. And then I'll re-materialize <laughs> into a body. And I'll deck you in the face. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Probably overdue at that point. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so John G says, hello, Danny and Shawnee. First of all, I want to say that I love your podcast. Aw. I've been jonesing for Smash Ultimate related content <laughs> for the last several weeks, and I was glad to stumble across your podcast. It is my favorite video game related podcast. Wow. A Smashing Theory is a perfect balance of funny and charismatic hosts, intriguing predictions, and thoughtful commentary. Aww. So I'm wondering, are you guys going to keep doing the podcast after Smash Ultimate comes out? Maybe you guys could do weekly or biweekly episodes that focus on a particular character, their moveset and your thoughts and opinions about playing them. Whatever you guys decide, I don't want to see... I don't want to lose one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> also, I have a personal Echo Fighter prediction that I haven't heard many people throw out, Ooh. and that is Yarn Yoshi. <laughs> With Yoshi's Crafted World coming out on the Switch, I think a Yarn Yoshi Echo Fighter will be relatively easy for Sakurai to throw in and be an adorable addition to the roster. Anyways, thanks for the awesome podcast, John. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, thank you, John. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what I did, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, John. Um, uh, first of all, uh, Yarn Yoshi is a really cool pick. What I would do if I were Sakurai is just make Yarn Yoshi an alt costume yeah. for for Yoshi, uh, since I I'm not sure in what ways Yarn Yoshi could be like really different from Yoshi without like completely changing up his moveset. Right. Um, although I guess like yarn Yoshi could be like maybe a little lighter than Yoshi, like his flutter jump could sure. go a little higher cause he's made of yarn and there's less weight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, actually I, I could, I could see it. I could see yarn Yoshi being an echo fighter, although the Yoshi franchising having two Yoshis and nothing else. Well, <laughs> there's three Samuses in Metroid now and there's three links and, yeah, I guess that's fine. Good, good pick, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and thank you so much for for wondering about what we could get up to after this. So the plan after Smash Ultimate comes out is uh, a Smashing Theory will still do sporadic episodes here and there. Basically, whenever a new DLC character gets announced, you can expect us to have an episode come out shortly after that, and us talking about where our standings are in our total predictions. Now that now that uh, a new character's been announced. Basically, you won't see the last Smashing Theory episode until the roster DLC and all is 100% complete. Right. Uh, that said, on top of that, uh, even if we're not doing a Smashing Theory as often anymore, Sean and I still want to do a regular podcast together uh, after Smash Ultimate comes out. Yes. Uh, we haven't fully decided on what that is, 
but it will be nerdy and it will have our usual dynamic uh, because that's the kind of people that we are. Exactly. So, uh, you know, keep your eyes on the Smashing Theory Twitter feed. Uh, We still have obviously plenty of time before we'll be transitioning to a new podcast project. But uh, when we do, we'll be sure to let you know exactly where to listen to it. Yes. uh, Follow us at A Smashing Theory on Twitter, and you'll always get updates on what we're doing next. And if you guys have any ideas for what you want to see us do besides Smash, um, let us know, because we're we're listening to that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you you guys that have been listening to us for this long have all been great, and we're interested to hear what you think. So, yeah, definitely... Definitely send any suggestions, and we will take them seriously. Yeah, you could very well be the catalyst that propels us into our next show. <laughs> uh, but in any case, thank you so much, John. A uh, really wonderful letter. We always warms our hearts like like freshly toasted pop tarts whenever whenever we get mail like this. So thank you so much. You know what they say: when you eat a pop tart, it goes straight down your throat into your heart, and then you die. <laughs> You killed us, John. You killed us. <laughs> but in a great and thoughtful way. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, John. So it's time to look at the roster predictions that we've made so- thus far. Yes. So here's the correct predictions we've made over the course of our podcast. We predicted that every character from Smash 4 would return. We predicted that the Ice Climbers would come back, that Wolf would come back, and that Ridley would uh, be revealed as a brand new playable character. Right. Uh, here's some predictions we we made incorrectly or that we did not make mm-hmm. we did not see every smash character from the history of smash bros returning we have specifically said that characters like snake and pokemon trainer and pichu would not come back and right. young link even or well i think pokemon trainer and pichu were announced after but we wouldn't have predicted those anyway yeah uh, we predicted that Scapone would be playable. Scapone is an assist trophy. Mm-hmm. We predicted that Bomberman would be playable. Bomberman is an assist trophy. Why, I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> we predicted that Midna, oh, Sean, not me, not, just Sean, <laughs> stupid Sean predicted that Midna would be a playable character. Midna is an assist trophy. We, uh, we did not predict that Simon Belmont would be a playable character. We predicted that he would not, actually. Yeah. We didn't even talk about Richter Belmont. We did not predict Krom as a playable character. We got really close. We thought really hard about Dark Samus being a playable character. Mm -hmm. We said, we'll talk about that later. We've got more time. And then she was announced (laughs) as a playable character. We did not predict King K. Rool. We thought it was very possible, but we just didn't do it. Yeah. And finally... Uh, we have been blindsided by this Isabel confirmation. Isabel is playable in the game, and we did not predict that. That is true. But there is still time for us to redeem ourselves on the prediction front. And here are the current predictions that we have been committing to. Mm-hmm. Captain Toad. I don't know. I don't yeah, know about... man. I... Like, oh, man. Um, I'm going to say that from here on out, I, Sean Francis am locked in i'm not unpredicting anybody because it feels stupid to do that at this point like we have way too much context about the game for that to feel fair to me however if i could i would unpredict captain toad that's fair and you (laughs) know I, i think being locked in is also really fair yeah so i guess i won't predict captain toad either because i respect you 
Uh, we predicted Rex with Pyrrha and Mithra. I still think that Rex will show up by the end of Cap. Uh, at the end of Captain Toad's life, at the end of Smash Ultimate's lifespan, whether it be DLC or a last-minute character edition, yeah, I think Rex has still got a good shot. The Monster Hunter, which I think has a great shot, uh, DLC or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Sora, which I think will be announced as like one of the last characters in the base game. Okay, I still got a really good feeling about Sora. The Rabid. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which I'm less confident about now than I was before all this went down. Sure. Uh, but I still think Paris Games Week hasn't happened yet, and that'd be a great place to announce Rabbit. Okay. Ribbon Girl. I'm starting to be suspicious that the arms person wasn't pulling our leg when he said it was maybe too soon to add an arms character. Right. But maybe DLC. Could be. And Isaac. Uh, I gotta say, I was super confident about this, but that confidence has dissipated a bit. Yeah. Um, but whatever, sticking to Isaac, because there's, there's still time. Yeah. There's still time. There is. This didn't have to be the time Isaac was announced. That's true. And, uh, Sean and I have also made some predictions separate from each other. I predicted Heihachi from Tekken. Oh, Dumbo Daniel. <laughs> uh, I hadn't said, oh, oh, where's Heihachi? He wasn't in that direct. Where did he go? <laughs> Where did he go? I could still see him being DLC. And he I'm... died. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. Is, is that a little insensitive to say? He's not in the next Tekken. He's not in the existence of the world. <laughs> That's... He's gone. You you realize that Heihachi's recent voice actor died less than a month ago, Oh, right? no, no, no. Okay, that was not intentional, and I Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I um, I, I figured you, you wouldn't do that on purpose. No, of course not. Yeah. Um... <laughs> just you being an asshole, just like relentlessly. My, my hatred of Heihachi does not extend to anyone who created him or helped bring him to life. Uh, yeah, to I, be totally clear. Yeah, no, I I figured I I had a, I had more faith in you than that. <laughs> uh, and separately, I predicted Rock Ruff, Ruff. <laughs> who can evolve into Lycan Rock. Ruff. <laughs> I uh yeah, I obviously think we'll get a Pokemon newcomer and maybe it won't be Rockruff, but wouldn't it be great if it was Rockruff? That'd be really cool. Yeah. Sean, you've predicted Macrider. Yeah. Uh how are you feeling about that? I think that it's a 50-50 shot. Yeah. You know, he's a retro character, he'd be really cool. True. Uh it either will or will not happen and I don't really have an inkling about it either way. That's fair. Uh, you predicted Marks from Kirby Superstar. Uh, as we get nearer to this game's release, my confidence in Marks has been shaken a little bit. Right. I think he's the least likely out of the characters that I have predicted by myself. Yes. Uh, but I'm not unpredicting him. Right on. A Gen 8 starter from Pokemon as DLC. That's got to be a thing. Right. Yeah, that's got to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah i i'd i'd be in the same boat as you if i wasn't predicting rockruff <laughs> and shadow the hedgehog is an echo fighter of sonic i uh, yeah i still think there's a good chance of that happening yeah i uh, i think there's a good chance of that happening too i'm just like i i'm like in like the 49% convinced uh section you know like yeah. i'm just like 
I I just wary enough that that I'm not predicting it. But I, I get you there. But I'll I'll be wholly unsurprised if it happens at this point. Yeah. And that's what we got so far. We haven't gotten <sighs> one right in a good while. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I got a feeling that things will have an upswing in the near future. I would like that. Yeah. Um, me this, too. Otherwise, we may as well just call the podcast a smashing dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to ASDD. <laughs> as d- I, I just jammed down on a keyboard and and I made an acronym out of it. If you'd like to know where else you can find us, Sean and I are currently both. Starring in a different podcast together called Play This with an exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, my other regular co-host, Max Lando, is currently on baby leave. So Sean is filling in, and he and I are recommending games to each other and having in-depth discussions about them. The Evo Land 2 episode will be up any day now. Yeah. If you like listening to a Smashing Theory, I would say definitely give Play This a shot. Yeah. Uh, even if you're just listening to the episodes that have us in them, you know, it'll start with Evo Land 2. And uh, I think that it's probably a little less zany, um, <laughs> maybe a little more cerebral, but uh, definitely still, you know, good for your ears. So, uh, get, so it, good. Get, get in there and check it out. Drink that ear juice. <laughs> Drink it. There will not be exchanges like that. <laughs> play this. Not yet, anyway. Right, yeah, we'll, we'll see been, how long that goes. Yeah, we've behaved ourselves for one episode <laughs> thus far. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in finding me, I've got a YouTube channel. If you search YouTube for R.E. Chief, you will find me. And I have a SoundCloud page. If you go to soundcloud.com slash R.E. underscore Chief, you'll find me there. Uh, sometimes... You know, roughly once a year at this point, I would say. <laughs> I post content to those channels. Uh, you should also feel free to at me on Twitter. Uh, I'm re underscore chief on there. Uh, you will know that it is me because it'll say on my bio that I am a co-host of A Smashing Theory. And I would be happy to talk shop with you. Oh, hey, I have a Twitter, too. We've, we've never done our personal Twitters before. I yeah, I decided I would innovate. Wow, yeah. I'm Thorez, T-H-O-R-E-S-Z. Um, and you'll, you'll see me on there. Yeah. I mostly just retweet things. No, I'm kind of the same. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually like, you know, if you want to talk to me about smash on my Twitter account, that's fine. I'll totally talk smash, uh, with you. Mostly what I do is, uh, retweet political articles. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, if you like politics, I'll also come over there. <laughs> If you're done being excited about Smash, come over to Sean's Twitter account and get depressed. Right, yeah, Sean's Depression Corner. <laughs> uh, next time on A Smashing Theory... <laughs> Metroid! Anyway, yep, that's happening. For real this time. Yeah. We we were going to do it at the beginning of the month, and then some cool direct stuff happened. But now we're going back to doing a Metroid episode as scheduled. <laughs> yes. And um, it'll be a two-hour retrospective on the best game in that franchise, Metroid Fusion, and we'll leave like ten minutes at the end to talk about Smash. I'll do my best to not get Sean to do that. <laughs> uh, you if, will try. If, 
<laughs> if you sent us Metroid mail last time, uh, we still have it, and we will be including some of it in our podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't sent us mail about Metroid, you can send us some, and it might still get featured on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can tweet at us at a smashing theory and follow us while you're at it. Or you can email a smashing theory at gmail.com. Also feel to send us any smash related questions you want, or just any personal questions about us. We love answering that stuff. Some of our favorite questions have just been like stuff like, what's your favorite amiibo? And yeah. like, yeah, yeah, really whatever you want to ask us, uh, there's a chance we'll answer it. We get way more mail than we can answer every week, but we love reading all of it and we do read all of it. So thank you so much for doing that. Absolutely. But uh, we are going back to our bi-weekly schedule now that these <laughs> Mammoth Directs have gotten out of the way. Unless we get some more Directs. <laughs> Don't jinx it! Uh, <laughs> we will see you guys in a couple weeks. And in the interim, of course, as always, I wish for you, my favorite person in the world, yes, you, the person who's listening to these words right now, that you will have a smashing time! And good night! <laughs> <laughs>